Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. This week is a one-of-a-kind episode in which I interviewed 10 people in my Masters of Education graduate school program. Each of us comes from very different backgrounds into the same program, and I thought it would be interesting to give you a glimpse of the immense sense of purpose each one is bringing into their teaching and education of youth in urban public charter schools in California. The cohort is as diverse as the students we serve, and I'm impressed with how passionate, caring, and conscientious each of my classmates is. In this interview, I asked roughly four general questions, answered over about five minutes. Those questions are, what's your name? Where and what will you be teaching? What is your purpose for doing this program? What kind of teacher do you hope to become? And how will your background and story come into your teaching? The model of this program is called a teacher residency. We spend a year in an accelerated master's degree program through the Alder Graduate School of Education while we co-teach alongside a mentor teacher at a school site. I'm doing my program through Kitt Bay Area Schools, a free public charter school network open to all students, while others in the program are doing their teaching training through Aspire Public Schools and Caliber Schools. Both are also free public charter schools. This is an intense year, but already I can tell that people bring with them such a sense of purpose to the program. I wanted to highlight this drive to change lives through education in schools, communities, and neighborhoods where we have so much opportunity to alter the course of students' lives. Over our three-week summer course, in which we took 10 credit hours and three classes, six days a week full-time, I was able to appreciate the stories, backgrounds, and purposes of these inspiring people of purpose. I hope you appreciate them too. Without further ado, here are the people of purpose of the week, our 10 teacher residents in the Alder Graduate School of Education. My name is Angel Diaz. I am from Hayward, California. Not originally, but that's where I live. And I will be teaching in Oakland, California. Awesome. Cool. What grade will you be teaching? What subject? I'll be teaching 11th grade English. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) And what's your purpose for doing this program? At around middle school, I started hanging out with quite an unsavory crowd. I got involved with um, some street things I shouldn't have been involved with, and I started um, acting out at school and stuff. I started ditching a lot my freshman year of high school, and by my junior year, I had dropped out, and um, thankfully, my mother is a teacher, and she refused to let me completely drop out. She put me in homeschool, and I got my high school diploma, and then she forced me to go to college. I almost got kicked out of college, but I didn't want her to beat me up, so I got through college. And um, that's really, really important to me because I kind of, looking back on it, feel like if I hadn't had education, I would end up dead or in jail with all the things I was doing. And so I want to be able to be there for those kids like me, you know, kind of use my experience to direct them towards something better. Yeah. 
So along those lines, what kind of teacher do you hope to become? That's a hard question because I'm still developing that. I definitely do want to be one of those teachers that has very high expectations for my students. Mm -hmm. But I also want to be, I don't want to be an authoritarian. I want to be one of those teachers where um, my students feel that they can come to me if they're having problems at home and they need to vent or if their boyfriend dumped them and they want to cry. Um, yeah, at the same time, I definitely do want to have very high expectations. and I want to push them to be the best they can be. Yeah. Ready for the surprise question? The surprise question. So what advice would you give somebody who doesn't have a mom like yours that pushed them through, but they were involved in street things that they shouldn't be and wanted to drop out of school? Um, the advice I would give someone who didn't have my mother would be that when you're involved in the streets and in that kind of life, so many things can be taken from you. You can get arrested and your home can be taken from you, your family, your friends. If it's a gang that you're running with, they'll be taken from you. Your freedom will be taken from you. Your life can be taken from you. The one thing that can never be taken from you by another person is your education. So that's why you should continue to pursue your education. That was a wonderful answer. <laughs> Thank you. Can't wait to get back to class tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks, Tanner. My name is Anton Lee. Um, I will be teaching in the Bay Area in East Palo Alto for Aspire Epex in fifth grade. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> fifth grade is going to be fun. And what's your purpose for doing this program? purpose of doing this program is to gain that knowledge and experience to just become a teacher. Um, I've been in education for, I'd say, about eight years, and I've never really had a direction as to what I wanted to do in education. finally decided that my place was in the classroom full-time. And the place that biggest impact would be in these types of communities uh, where they kind of just need that you know, that extra special person with that big heart to to help them with whatever it is in life. Kind of thing. Yeah, you got a big heart. I can see it. <laughs> Feel it. I love it. Yeah, Sounds good. You always carry a lot of positive energy with you. Appreciate it. So what kind of teacher do you hope to become? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Like this program has helped me focus on that question more just because a lot of the times I had this idea of like building relationships and wanting to be that um, extra caring and warm teacher, but not really having a direction or a defined purpose as to how to achieve that. The type of teacher I want to become as far as how this program has helped shape me is just the person who emphasizes a positive academic mindset in the sense that there is a lot of really cool neuroscience behind what mindset can do for anyone, um, especially students with the developing minds. And it's just a really interesting way that you can kind of manipulate that knowledge in a way that helps them define who they are, building character, but then also building those academic skills to help them navigate through a lot of the pressures that uh, these communities do feel as far as being underserved and in a way like systemic pressures that um, they have to navigate through. Yeah. yeah. You ready for a surprise question? All right. How have your relationships here yeah. been able to influence your sense of purpose in the classroom? Oh, that's a really good question. So, relationships here, as far as the people I've met, um, I didn't have any previous relationships with them until literally like three days before the program. And I think, I credit Amy for this. I feel like she did a really good job 
managing and organizing who would be in proximity of each other based on how she understood the personalities with very little information that she had. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't know if it was just um, serendipitous. But for the most part, I would say like we found our groove with the people that we were supposed to find our groove with. And that helped us ease into other relationships. I feel like that initial sense of uh, nervousness and awkwardness was really, um, I guess, I'm trying to find a better way to put this. It was eased as as soon as we were able to build those quick relationships in order for us to kind of open up and be around other people um, who may have been more challenging otherwise. Um, not challenging in the sense that they're different personalities, but it's just it would take a lot longer to meet those people mm-hmm. and get on that same wavelength had we not had that initial comfort level with certain people we just happened to be in close proximity with. So I would yeah. say, as far as being a better teacher, it's been helpful in that I can reflect on myself, understand that I have a support group, but also carry that type of energy with my students because they're probably going through the same things that we're going through as far as navigating social interactions, but then at the same time learning how to be an academic, manage the world, manage their thoughts and emotions and feelings. Um, and I feel like we're a pretty good reflection and model as to how students can do that. You're going to be great. Thanks, man. Thanks for sharing. My name is Chang Vang. Uh, I will be teaching kindergartner next year. Cool. Where will you be teaching? I will be teaching in the Sacramento area. Nice. Cool. It's been fun getting to know you these last two weeks here in Stockton at our grad school program. Um, What's your purpose for doing this program, Cheng? My purpose for doing this program is uh, I've always known myself to be a person who belonged in education. I just never knew what where I belonged. And I feel like in education, my, my dad stressed how important education is coming over as a refugee immigrant. So as I grew up and I navigated that journey of education, I realized how important teachers and professors and educators who are mentors, how important they can be. And I wanted to be that person that has helped me throughout my journey. I want to be that person uh, to help other who come from similar backgrounds, who are either uh, immigrants or underserved populations or uh, oppressed populations, uh, low income. Just people who who I see myself in when I was growing up as a poor immigrant uh, student with, who didn't know English. What advice do you have for these students? What kind of teacher do you hope to become for these students? When I become a teacher, I want to instill in them a a confidence of of them knowing that they have potential. It may be just them and there's a lot of other students, but they're they're important and they can make a difference. And I want to be able to make sure that I don't let those students who have very high potential go off on maybe with the wrong crowd or, you know, just be that person for for me who when I was a kid where I wanted mentors, but I didn't get any or didn't have as many as I would like. So I want to be that person for the population that I see today as having 
not many of those represented in the school demographics. Teachers don't look like me, but I see a lot of students who look like me, and I feel like they, they, they would benefit from seeing people who look like them, who actually care about them. Yeah, no, I know you're gonna have a big impact. Um, my final question, sorry, surprise question, is um, oh. what's, what's the biggest insight you've been able to gain in the two weeks of the program so far that you think will directly influence your purpose in the classroom? I was lucky coming into the program to have worked with students in the classroom as a substitute teacher. And for me, I've learned that classroom teaching in the classroom is like ups and downs. It's really real. Right now, we're learning about technical stuff and theories and stuff. But once you get into the classroom, I realized that you really have to, um, I guess, take care of yourself. I think that's the best thing that I learned throughout this program because it was so, days are so long, so many papers to do, and it prompted me to take care of myself. And I think that's what will help me get through this program and will help and that notion will help me um, on a daily basis when I become a teacher. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, you're very thoughtful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. My name is Cindy Castillo. I will be teaching history, social science in an Oakland Aspire school. Very cool. Very mm -hmm. cool. What grade? 10th grade. 10th grade. Wow. High school teacher. Cool. Love them. And what's your purpose for doing this program? The purpose for doing this program, besides the fact that it's done in one year, is that it puts me directly in Oakland Unified School District, or at least in East Oakland, um, where I spent a good portion of time there with my dad. Um, so yeah, it's essentially going back to the place I was born. Really? Cool. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about where you were born. What's, what are the schools like there? So I grew up in West Oakland, um, went to an elementary school in Oakland, which was really cool, predominantly African-American, very few Latinx folks. Bounced around all over the Bay Area before I was able to go back to Oakland when I started college at Mills. And in that time change, I've seen a lot of different things and pop my head into different schools from middle schools to high schools and I was like okay I think I can do teaching yeah yeah what kind of um impact do you want to do you want to have on Oakland Unified Schools I just I really want for a lot of students to not get that negative feedback to let them know that college is accessible for them in the four-year track if that's not what you need right now then it's not something that should be forced upon you I know I crossed a lot of students paths who had counselors who told them like the college is not something they should even be considering. And it's kind of hurtful to still hear that students are getting these types of comments. And I want to be that person there who's encouraging them along the way. Even if it looks like it's a dream that they may never achieve right now, there's not a traditional path to getting there. And how is your role as a classroom teacher going to help to facilitate those goals? What kind of teacher do you hope to become? Man, okay, well, I'm a non-traditional student. Um, I didn't go to college straight after high school. I actually got... Uh, actually dropped out in my senior year of high school. So I've had it pretty rough up until this point. And um, I just hope to be that person who students can open up with, especially the ones that I see maybe, how can I say this? Uh, maybe going through some traumatic period in their time, in their life right now, um, and aren't ready to 
touch on it because of the hurt that it'll bring, but I hope to be able to be that person to provide the space for healing. Yeah. You're going to do a great job. Oh, thank you, Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing. I've been learning a lot from you these last few weeks. You... You seem like a veteran in many ways and how to think about this culturally responsive teaching approach. And yeah, it's been great to just ask my most basic questions and have you answer some of them for me and give me some clarity. Oh man, I appreciate having you around too. (laughs) (laughs) Conversations we had, you really made me um, grow as a person. So I want to thank you for that. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Diani, and I'm going to be um, teaching in San Francisco. I'll be teaching 7th grade uh, English language arts. Cool. And what's your purpose for doing this program? I think my purpose for doing this program is to grow personally, like grow personally, and also grow in knowledge. I think growth, just period. I always wanted to be a teacher. I always knew I wanted to be a teacher since I was a little girl, and... I got my BA and for some reason I was just going to stop there. I'd be like, this is fine. This is fine for me. I'll find some way to be a teacher without like a master's or something. But um, an opportunity came up and I decided it was time to pursue higher education. And so I think by pursuing higher education, I'll be better prepared to influence and to help and to prepare other students that I come into contact with, and families as well. Yeah, I believe it. Spending a little bit of time with you recently, <laughs> full of the positive vibes. You laugh so hard. I love it. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of teacher do you hope to become? Uh, I think this is something I've been thinking about recently, actually, since uh, yesterday's conversation in class. Um, I want to become a compassionate teacher um, filled with empathy and um, resources too. I want to be resourceful to students, to their families, to other teachers. Um, I think compassion and empathy are big for me because if I don't have that, I can't really connect with my students and um, everything else will just follow after that, right? If I, if I show, if I not show, but if I can put myself in their shoes and at the same time, push them and encourage them to be their best authentic self and to help them see their potential. I feel like everything else, like the knowledge is going to come easy because, you know, through relationship building, I, I know them more. So whatever I'll be teaching in English, it's just going to come easier because there's a connection and there's a relationship there. And surprise question. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I just thought of it. What yeah. are your top three adjectives to describe your experience thus far? Uh Okay, let's see. My top three adjectives to describe my experience so far. <laughs> These are the first words that are coming in my head. Can I say more than three? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, crazy, wild, but positive and exciting. Hopeful. I think I'm just hopeful and excited for what's to come. Hey guys, this is your People of Purpose podcast host, Tanner Badgley. Do you want to get a short email from me? Would you find value in receiving a very short email every other weekend that personalizes your path of purpose? 
The POP newsletter, because people of purpose, is a very short email where I share with you the most interesting things I've recently discovered, have been thinking about, or implementing into my life each week to more personally and purposefully pursue my purpose. It will include a short update on how my podcast is helping me grow into my purpose, a quote that's been on my mind from a purposeful resource such as a podcast, book, video, or mentor, as well as a nugget of advice from my experience on how to better align and optimize your life for your purpose. And finally, I'll try to share inspiration with you on how one of our listeners is benefiting from people of purpose. So please take a small step of action right now by sending a quick email to peopleofpurposepodcast at gmail.com. You don't even need to write a message. Just include in the subject header, People of Purpose Newsletter, and you'll receive the very next one. Here's to becoming People of Purpose. My name is Donald Ray Edwards, and I will be teaching at Kip Excellencia in Redwood City, uh, third grade math. Awesome. Cool. Sounds like fun. Um, what's your purpose for doing this program? My purpose for doing this program, I'd have to link it back to the last few years I've served with City Year. And after my first year, I decided to do a second year to focus more so on my personal development, um, kind of figuring out what exactly I wanted to do. I'd been involved in nonprofit for a little while, so I was kind of making a decision between whether or not I want to continue that or when I want to go into teaching. And my girlfriend at the time, one of her roommates, works at a Kip school, and she told me about the mentorship, so I applied. I thought it was the perfect way um, to get into the world of education a little further. And it kind of um, seemed like the right way to go about getting into teaching, having someone with me in the classroom who had already been a teacher, and as opposed to a lot of programs where you kind of get thrown in, you got to figure it out. But to have a mentor and someone to work with to watch you in the front of the class and train you was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Yeah. What kind of teacher do you hope to become? Uh, I feel like that answer has been revolving, or at least, or I'll say evolving, since I've started the master's program, um, learning more about theory, um, theorists, uh, common core, and just the kind of environments that one can be perpetuated, unbeknownst or um, oblivious to me, and focusing on the ones that I want to perpetuate, I guess. One that involves support, um, but rigor. So I'd like to be a teacher who my students can look to as someone they can come to, um, someone who they can respect, not because I'm the authority, but because I give respect to them and I have high expectations of them because I know of their potential and I just want them to see it. Yeah. How is your personal story and background going to play a role in your in your teaching? Yeah. Um, so... So what we've discussed before is uh, I had a rough start. Um, I was born with both my ear canals closed, um, but they actually did not realize that until I was three. So I was kind of very, very behind uh, in terms of my social and some cognitive development issues. You couldn't hear. I couldn't hear. I was technically deaf. Um, so my pronunciation was really off. My doctors kind of described it to trying to hear underwater. Um, so I tried to speak every once in a while, but it was clear like I just wasn't catching on. Um, so eventually we had the surgeries that took place, but like I said, that meant I started school very behind. And when my parents did enroll me in Montessori schools and put me through all the surgeries and stuff to get tubes in my ears and whatnot, it put money kind of tight, but they always made sure that I was supported and that whenever I went into a grade level that I was on grade level. And when teachers would say, maybe he should 
you know, being one of our remedial courses, my parents knew how tough it would be for, you know, a young black boy to be behind in grade level and to be kind of given an idea that my education was something that would be a struggle. Um, they just knew that wouldn't be okay for me. And they knew that if anything, that they would make sure my education was something I could leave the house with. Mm-hmm. And so I started off, <laughs> it, was a, it was a rough start, it was a rough start, but having those support systems um, and being having someone to push me and realizing that I wouldn't be here and that in that sense was a privilege um, made me realize that a lot of the kids that I work with had very similar starts, being of color and then having some sort of, whether it not be cognitive issue or just whether it be language barriers, because you know a lot of the kids we work with have parents who um, English is not their first language. Um, it might not be a language that they can access at all. Mm-hmm. And so just recognizing that some kids don't have the support that I was given, and I would like to be that support. Awesome. I know you will be. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks. You impressed me since day one. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Eloquence in your speaking. Confidence. Thank you. Thank you. It's going to be great. Thanks, man. You are too. You Thank are you too. for sharing. Yeah, I appreciate the invite, man. My name is Jacqueline Sanchez and I will be teaching fourth grade in Los Angeles, more specifically in Huntington Park in a low-income neighborhood. Cool, cool, cool. And what's your purpose for doing this program? First, I actually was planning on doing like a dual immersion program, but um, due to deadlines and everything, it kind of threw me off my path. And then I had been working for Aspire for the past three years and I really began to, I think, really take into their motto of like preparing students to be you know ready for college and I saw that a lot of my students um, because I was teaching after school I really saw a growth in their in, in their personas especially in their like social lives like I had a few students who in the beginning were like oh you hate me and I was like what I'm like I just became your teacher and you don't even know me. I'm like, I love all my students. So it was really nice to see them grow socially and emotionally. So I felt like the t- teachers really took the time to care about their needs and meeting their needs. So mm-hmm. that kind of motivated me to join this program since it was aligned with the Spire. What's your personal connection to uh, these, these students and, and teaching in general? Uh, personally, I come from an... I'm myself, I'm an... English language learner. So I faced a lot of challenges growing up. I struggled struggled a lot with homework and I didn't have the support at home. And I feel that a lot of the students we encounter um, where I was working, they kind of had similar backgrounds or they were facing other challenging things in their lives. A lot of them had, you know, their parents, they were foster youth. So their parents had passed away. So grandparents were taking care of them or they had other personal situations. Um, so I felt like I needed to stretch out my hands and help out. Yeah, yeah and just, just be there for them because a lot of them sometimes get home and they don't have an adult at their homes to take care of their needs. And I was glad to be a part of, you know, their lives to help them out. Awesome. Yeah, I see you really care. That's really great. Thank and you. And what kind of teacher do you hope to become from this experience? 
Based on my personal experience, I hope to be someone that inspires and motivates my students to pursue any goal and dream they have in their lives. I feel that without the support of my own educators, I probably would have let another path in my own life. I grew up in a very um, low-income neighborhood as well, gangs everywhere, um, drugs, and exposed to a lot of things that I could have easily ended up out in the streets, homeless, and because I had educators that believed in me and my potential, I was able to overcome those challenges, and I hope to do that for my students as well. That's awesome, yeah. Um, you ready for a surprise question? Sure. <laughs> Not really, but yes. What is the the greatest or most beautiful or most uh, rewarding, um, unexpected um, thing you, you've experienced in the two weeks since we've begun? I think building connections with people that you don't really know or you've never met before in your life. I think that was one of the greatest, beautiful thing in my life and challenge as well because I'm very kept to myself. So it was really nice to feel comfortable here and be feel a sense of acceptance. And I know that some people had a challenging time and I think they're just under misunderstood. So I'm glad to be able to like reach out my hand to them too, even though I may not know them and make them feel comfortable, even though they might think I'm being awkward. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like we all need to take care of one another because we're all in, you know, similar situations here going through the program. And, you know, we all have our own lives and we all go through our own personal problems. And I feel like kindness goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you. My name is Javon Calisette. Um, I'm originally from the Midwest, but um, I'm working here in Stockton, California. I'm going to be working at Langston Hughes Academy at, with the ninth grade and tenth grade class as a special education teacher. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm from the Midwest, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll make it out here. We'll make it out Oh, here. yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what's your purpose for doing this program? So... I think my purpose for this program really, to be honest, I think it really started with my educational background. I grew up in Pontiac, Michigan, um, north of Detroit, and I I was lucky. I was privileged. Um, I'm a African American male, and the school environment wasn't necessarily the best for a lot of the students. I would say. Um, I was lucky I had a mom that really pushed me and my brothers to value education, um, learned to love reading, and was pretty good at math and was able to get a lot of support by teachers, family members. But I know a lot of other students didn't have the same support system that I had. Um, So fast forward to uh, 2016, I was volunteering or working with City Year, and I noticed that same Thing, that there are a lot of students that didn't have the support system. Um, they didn't have someone that was an advocate for them. And my role with City Year, um, I don't know if you're yeah, familiar I've with City Year. So with City Year, um, you take on the role as a mentor tutor. And I was working in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and 
in that in that role you work as a near peer so you're not a teacher you're not you know one of the kids but you're someone that's the kids can look up to and they you motivate them to say hey this is what you can do this is what you gotta do so you can get your education it's really important um, so they can like believe you right and you have this really interesting role where you're working with the students and you're also working with the administrators and i saw a lot of problems in how the administrators would want one thing but the you couldn't really get the teacher or the students to do that and the students would have this one perspective of things and all these other things gone in life and the teachers just wouldn't really consider that in the classroom so i really found my role being an advocate saying hey this is why the students not doing it their work because their cousin just got shot and died over the weekend yeah definitely and you know so being that person i can like stand in the gap for the students is a big part of why I'm doing what I'm doing, recognizing that students have their own lives and their own needs and making sure that I can help them as much as I can, listen to what's going on in their life and advocating for them so that they can get the education they're supposed to get. That's awesome. So now jumping into the role of the classroom teacher, yeah. um, what kind of teacher do you hope to become? Um, I really want to be a patient teacher. I want to listen to my students and be someone that can encourage them i said that i had a lot of people that poured into my life um and i want to be the same for my students and i want to help them learn to love learning um, not everybody's gonna do that not everybody loves learning but um, i found that i love learning and i really hope to share that with my students and hopefully i mean learning isn't just about school right like you learn every single day of your life and even once you finish school finish college whatever achievement that society is or level of achievement that society has put up there you still are going to be learning so we have to understand that learning is super important we have to embrace it so that we can continue to become our better selves and i want our students to become their best self you ready for a surprise question sure so what's something that you've been learning the last three weeks since we've started that has you really excited to be learning oh man so we've been learning so many different things and I think one of the things that I'm super excited about is we've been learning about um, culturally um, responsive teaching and how important it is to really value your student's culture and be aware of that and integrate that into the classroom. And I'm super excited to really embrace that. I've always known the value of culture. My undergrad's in anthropology, so I really like culture. I love it. And... I've seen that you can't just teach students in isolation. Education isn't a bubble. There's all these other things going on in their lives. And so really recognizing that and bringing that up to the forefront, and I think that can make a great difference in a student's education when you recognize, hey, this is your culture. You're black, you're Hispanic, Asian. You have this experience, that experience, making sure that you can incorporate those things and not just teaching from one singular perspective. That's great. You're going to do great. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for sharing. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, Tanner. I will be a fifth grade teacher. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And what's your purpose for doing this program? My purpose for doing this program is because I realize 
that my place is in the classroom and the best impact, the most impact I can make is to be a teacher in the classroom, on the ground level, in the trenches. Awesome. And for me to be able to be that, you know, like this, I think it's, it's a path for me to get there. So that's why I'm here. Cool. Glad to, I'm glad you're here. We're going through the trenches together and then we're going to bring others through the trenches. Yeah. It's amazing. And what kind of teacher do you hope to become? How have you developed your philosophy of teaching since you've been here? Yeah, I think for me, my philosophy edu- of education, it's completely, absolutely grounded on relationship building. I think without that, it's really hard to progress from there on. So I think I ground myself with that belief that it all comes down to making sure that I'm making authentic relationships with my students, with my parents, with my colleagues, and just knowing that no matter what, I'm only one part of the same body. That's how I see it. Um, and in whatever capacity I find myself in, I want to make sure that I'm contributing to the body. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And how does your personal story and background tie into who you're becoming as a teacher? Uh, I think growing up, I had the opportunity to move around and experience different cultures, different languages, different ethnicities, races. Um, so I think for me, my identity is very fluid and I understand the immigrant experience. I understand the experience of being the other. Um, so the students that I've worked with, I can definitely connect and identify with, um, you know, especially like English language learners, for example. Um, so I think just my life experiences and the fact that I've had to traverse different spheres throughout my life, um, I feel like I can be an asset for my students and uh, share my experiences. And ultimately, you know, I don't see my students as students. I see my students as children. That's how I always approach them. Like, you know, you're my son, you're my daughter. So I'm just looking forward for the next school year to start and be on the ground. Well, what advice do you have for people that are thinking about becoming a teacher, but, but maybe think it doesn't quite pay enough or it's too hard or they're not made for it? Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for that? Well, my advice would be, you know, to be a teacher, you have to make sure that is what you want. I think if you don't have the passion you're going to fizzle out and burn out very quickly. But I think if you have the passion and you have the love and that's grounding you, then you can progress from there because all that technical proficiency comes with experience, comes with time. But that passion, that love has to be there first. Yeah. And ultimately when things get really hard and tough, cause it, it is going to be really hard and tough. Um, you can always fall back on that love and passion you have and be very clear about why and for who I'm doing this for. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it's people like you that support me in the journey and keep me grounded and moving forward. Thank you so much for being you. Thank you, Tanya. My name is Les. I will be teaching in a charter school system in Sacramento. It'll be in a fourth grade classroom. Awesome. It's a good grade. I like that older kids. Yeah, I think that was like maybe my favorite grade growing up. Yeah, me too.
I've, I've definitely done like first grade. I don't think I've ever done kindergarten. I've done first grade through fifth. Cool. That's good. Uh, good range. What's your purpose for doing this program? My purpose for doing this program, so I've been in education for pushing two decades now, 19 years really. I started in 99. Um, yeah, I think my purpose is really has been for economic mobility right now. I mean, I, with a family and kids and stuff. Um, I think that was my big thing. Like, I've been wanted to stay in education. Like I said, we've been in there for a long time. And I was kind of a hit a ceiling. You know, I think I was in special education as an instructional assistant for a very long time. And yeah, I just can't move very much around the mobility for it, like moving up in pay grade or moving left or right on like, you know, just where my status is with the schools. It's kind of hard. So uh -huh. I just definitely wanted to get in this program learn more, be able to do more, and make more, and I think make more of an impact on more kids at the same time, at one time. So being in that leadership role now, what kind of teacher do you hope to become? Um, you know, I always think about being a teacher. I've definitely gone through a lot of iterations around, like, what that means for me, and I think early on in my career in education, it's always been kind of like, like a liberator, like, oh, I'm going to save these kids kind of thing, and I think it's definitely shifted and I feel more along the lines of, I don't know, I think I'm, and I don't want to like downsize it as much, but I feel like I'm a tool, you know, I just kind of think like, you know, I'm here to support, I'm a guiding uh, and guide kids and it's not necessarily, you know, I'm here to facilitate their learning. I'm not necessarily, like I'm definitely teaching them the things that they need to teach, but that, that kind of stuff is almost secondary to like teaching them how to be human beings and how to navigate the world. And I think that that's really rooted in my ideas of what education should be. Right. What's a, your backstory and, and how will that influence your philosophy of teaching? My backstory, I was actually a really terrible student. Like I was actually pretty, I was a knucklehead all the way from kindergarten through like high school and college. But one of the big things like, I had good grades up to like fifth grade and for some reason in sixth grade middle school just plummeted. I was getting, I went from like A's and B's to like C's, D's and F's and it was, uh, it was pretty devastating. I don't, I don't know exactly where that rooted, where that was rooted in. Um, yeah, when I think about it, I, I think a lot of it was like just my own upbringing. My parents were very old school, like they weren't going to pat me on the back for accomplishments or like, yeah, good work. You were supposed to do that. You know, it's like. We're not going to give you credit because you're already supposed to be doing that. Um, so I think not getting appreciated or not getting affirmed um, in the work that I was doing, I felt very much like, well, what am I doing this for? I don't know. And I think a lot of the things, too, like um, my purpose was not really picked out. I think when I think about, like, my friends in high school, like, they graduated, they knew what they wanted to be, they had ideas of who they wanted to be and what kind of person they wanted to be, and I had no idea or conceptualization of, like, yeah, what do I want to be when I grow up? None. Like, left, I remember specifically, like, walking down the, you know, aisle during graduation in high school, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I was, I had planned to go to college, but I didn't know for what. So I think that detachment from a purpose was really detrimental to my education. You know, it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. And I was just kind of meandering through college. You know, it's taking, here's a class, take a class here, take a class here, without understanding what my end goal was. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is directly connected to how I feel about, like, being a teacher. Like, I think 
being able to tie in an end goal for these students, like what's the purpose, like, you know, um, and just figuring that out for themselves. You know, I think a lot of my life I've thought about like, oh, who am I? And questioning myself, who am I as a means to connect to what my passions are, you know? And I'm like, oh, who am I? And then once I know who I am, then I'll figure out what I want to do and who I want to be. But I think really the question that I should have been asking the whole time is like, well, who do I want to be? And just make that person. And like, forget who I am. Who do I want to be? And figure that out. And like, all right, well, what do I need to do to be that person? Yeah. You know, and I think that's, I think that's huge. I mean, there's a shift of like a deficiency. Like, oh, I'm missing out. Like the shift from being lost to let me just create and empower myself to create who I want to be. Yeah. I think that was big. So I think as an educator, that that's something that I want to be able to offer students and my kids and maybe even families, who knows, you know, or even colleagues. Yeah. And I think it's a huge thing. Cool. Well, I love who you are. Thank yeah. you for being you. Thank you. And I appreciate it, man. If you're a teacher looking for a summer job that allows you to travel as far away from the classroom as you possibly can and still make good money, I have the perfect job for you. One way I was able to spend my last year and a half living in Asia and seeing so much in North America was because I worked online. I taught English online to Chinese students through VIP Kid. VIP Kid is one of the fastest growing startups in China. It started in 2014 and is growing rapidly because they pay teachers well, allow you to work from anywhere in the world with a stable Wi-Fi connection, and allow you to make your own schedule amongst all kinds of other support and benefits. VIP Kid uses their own platform and materials for their students that, in which they place students at their appropriate levels. They also do all the scheduling and payroll for you. You don't have to worry about the hassles of building lessons or curriculum either because VIP Kid has already done it for you. Classes are one-on-one -on -one video calls with students ages 5 to 12 in China. You just fill in your time slots and you're good to go. A class is essentially a 25-minute Skype or Zoom video session with an awesome kid and you work through the activities on the slides with them. The part I love is that you can work from the beach, the mountains, or any continent in the world. I've worked from Yosemite National Park, Montreal, Canada, New York City, the islands of Thailand, and the Philippines, just to name a few. Just make sure you have a stable Wi-Fi connection and your availability aligns with the after-school hours in China. Find out for yourself why more than 40,000 teachers and 300,000 students teach and learn with VIP Kid, and explore the greater world around you without having to forgo your paycheck. Trust me, the 20 to 30 bucks an hour will go a long way in most countries. So, what are you waiting for? Sign up today and start teaching as often as you wish. If you have a bachelor's degree, are a native English speaker from North America, and have teaching experience, experience can be loosely applied, you stand a strong shot with this rapidly expanding company. You don't have to be a formal teacher, the key is experience in teaching. VIP Kid will certainly open up your world like it has mine. To get started, just follow the links I've included in the episode show notes and sign up with my referral code, 0275KC. And we'll both get up to $100 in rewards once you teach your first class. Share culture, open up the world for your students, and begin your paid vacation today with VIP Kid.
So what actionable step are you going to take next? Do you have a lingering question or something you want help working through? Do you need support in doing what it's going to take to live your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. Subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our wonderful guests. Do you have any friends that might enjoy this episode or the podcast? Bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. If you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as the purposeful people and communities I'm a part of around the world, follow the podcasting journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast. You can connect with our purpose-seeking community on Facebook at People of Purpose by liking and following our page. Know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose opportunities, and receive regular tidbits of inspiration and media I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness, intentionally filtered by me, to nourish your personal path of purpose. For the ultimate engagement, join our intentional group Purpose Seekers from the Facebook page. Join in longer-form discussions, link up with accountability partners, and share in opportunities and challenges to better know and grow in your purpose. Send me a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram if you want to talk privately and receive personalized guidance on how to raise your sales and write your ship. Come forth with your biggest dreams and aspirations, and I will do my best to connect you with the necessary resources and mentors from my network to start your trek along your personal path of purpose. Cheers, and here's to becoming 